Thanks, Lord, for the tithes and the offerings, Lord, for all that you do for us, Lord, to be able to give us an opportunity, Lord, to work and to bring to you whatever belongs to you, Lord Jesus, because you know we know that you are, the, you are our everything, Lord Jesus, and everything already belongs to you to begin with, Lord Jesus. And we'd like to also ask you, Lord, now to help us, Lord, to put our absolute best, Lord, and our attentions uh, to, towards your word, Lord Jesus, that you've given to our brother Gabriel, Lord, anoint him with your Holy Spirit, Jesus, and anoint us with that desire to listen, Lord. In your name we ask this, Lord, and we give you thanks. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless Ornan too. His birthday is today. 25 years old. Amen. 25 years old. Amen. I was going to say I'm going to be like Manny. I'm going to sing happy birthday, but it would be a different result. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I'm going to ask Brother Gabriel to pass on up. Praise the Lord. God bless everyone, brothers and sisters. Y'all may be seated. You can get the title up on the screen, brother. God bless Brother Anthony. Alimentar al león correcto. Feed the right lion. Um, started kind of thinking about this uh, one morning. I woke up fairly uh, early, uh, kind of lost some sleep, and um, some things that are are going on in um, in work and just different stuff and. I woke up and when you're just laying there sometimes and your, your sleep's gone, your mind begins to think and no better thing to direct your thoughts to than to, <clears throat> to what God has um, uh, for, for you, what God has done for you. Um, sometimes we're, we're in control of our thoughts of uh, how, we wanna, how we want our day to be, amen? Our day begins, uh, we're in control of how we feel, not when I take my coffee, amen? Uh, coffee should not dictate our day, even though for some of us it surely helps. Um, our thoughts just begin just putting our feet on the floor and thanking God for life, amen. thanking God for an opportunity for another day. Um, well, this message came to me uh, this week uh, of feed the right lion, um, and, and, and there was an out, another title that I had actually given uh, to the message, and it, it was, uh, What You Feed Is What Will Grow, um, was an original um, a title that uh, God had uh, shown me. Um, but today, um, it was changed to the, the thought process of what I'm feeding. What I'm feeding is going to have dominance. What I'm feeding is what is going to rule. Amen. If we think about it, how important it is to um, feed ourselves, amen, how important nutrition is, how important um, it is to our system, to our health system. Um, I, I, I found it very interesting. My dad was talking about my grandma um, and and things that really uh, um, took him back with her praising the Lord. But I, I remember uh, in... God bless those uh, who have experienced this uh, with loved ones that have passed away. Um, the, the first thing they do when uh, you're born is they cut your umbilical cord, right? Because your umbilical cord is doing what? Feeding you, right? Amen. Uh, it's giving you all the nutritions. Um, so you're, you're coming out and usually, you know, we've talked about the slap in the butt to hear you cry, to clear your airways. 
Um, and, then, and then you're fed, amen? Uh, mama will feed you uh, in any way. Well, at the very end of life, you see the desire not to want to eat. And, you know, I don't know if some of you have experienced this. Some of you remember that. The body does not want to eat anymore. The body wants to die. Has no desire anymore for whatever reasons. It's a horrible thing for, for those of us that have experienced it and seen it. And we've seen it uh, with our grandmother in the hospital. She didn't want to eat anymore. And this is where um, the body starts to tell all those around that doesn't want to be here anymore. And, and that thought came to me of what we feed is what's going to grow, what's going to be strong. And if we turn to Galatians 5.16, we can start in what the Bible talks about uh, these two things. Amen. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's pretty simple how Paul identifies here to the Galatians that it's, uh, it's one of those things where we're told something, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to suffer in something. So like a parent can tell a child, you know, don't do this, don't get close to the stove or you're going to get burned. And sometimes a child will do what? Do it, right? Until they get burned. And they're like, man, I should have listened. Right? Or don't eat that. You're going to get a tummy ache. But you eat it anyways, right? You know, uh, we were laughing. My kids were laughing because I remember there was a phase where we couldn't drink. They couldn't drink anything red. Because it ended up coming out of them. So there was a rule that started. And, and God bless my wife because she was the one that they usually did it on. I can understand when, when that, that was an executive order. No more red drinks. But yesterday, we were at Storms, and they ordered Big Reds. And I was shocked when I was, like, bringing those into my vehicle because I said, when has this, this has been, this hasn't been in a long time. But Jennifer knew when there were children, they couldn't hold uh, anything that was red, Hawaiian Punch, Big Red, anything. So there's times that we're told something, and it's so simple, isn't it? And we think about it as parents with children, but let's think about it with God just telling us right here through Paul. If we walk in the spirit, then what? It was pretty simple. We didn't have to look at the screen on it. You could say, you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen? If we're walking in the spirit, um, we can relate this to a lot of things. If we aren't around certain people, then we're not going to be bogged down with certain things. Could we agree to that? If we are not wanting to have a negative approach to life, then we don't surround ourselves with negativity. If we're wanting something positive in our life, we then surround ourselves with positivity. If we're wanting to grow in our spiritual walk with God, we don't surround ourselves with non-spiritual walking people and the things of the God, but we challenge ourselves. Amen? And see, there's some things that, that uh, uh, you know, 
God wants us to grow in. And there's some things that we, we, we learn to endure because we can't change everything in this world. Uh, and so when we're at the store or we're in a restaurant and there's a table right next to us and, 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 and things might be happening, things might be being said, this is where it's important for prayer and meditation and, and God to take over a situation. Um, and, and some of what we're going to read here in Galatians to take over in our life because we get very frustrated and angry with our surroundings when our surroundings aren't our end place. It's just the place that we're in right now. Um, so this is where we have got to be in the spirit. Uh, and so we don't fall into temptations of the flesh. Amen. So if we keep on reading here, Verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. So we see here that there's an adversary. There's an adversary that's against each other. This is the matchup. Here on the left corner, we've got the flesh coming in at 125 pounds. On the, here on the right corner, we have the spirit. And we see here Paul's describing this battle this fight amen and he starts out right here that the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary one to another now what's crazy is that paul says that they're against each other but they cannot be separated because it's us it's not two beings it's a battle that's there but the reality is anywhere I go, the flesh is going with me. So I've got to do something to it. I've got to acknowledge that. That's not something I could just leave. This is where um, God gives us wisdom and understanding to understand that our battle isn't against flesh and blood. It's against principalities in the air. But it's a reality that we're taking our flesh with us. Amen. And we see here, it says, and these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So understand this, brothers and sisters, that the flesh is over here thinking, I don't want the spirit to have dominion today. Oh, if we could just see it in simple terms, right? Sometimes I like to have the kids in here because the kids are like, well, that kind of makes sense because it's kind of saying that this and that, this and that, this and that. But God bless the kids tonight. I don't know if the kids had class tonight. Kids are ready. They're, who was it? Lily asked me, are you preaching tonight? Was it you that said that, Lily? Somebody said that. Because sometimes I forget. I don't want to forget. The kids have their special classes. Amen. So the flesh wakes up and it thinks of, I don't want the spirit to have priority today. And the spirit wakes up and says, I don't want the flesh to have priority today. So there's already, because it says right here, it says, so that ye cannot do things that ye would. So there's a battle here. One's trying to have dominion over another. Amen? We agree to that? Verse 18, 
But if ye be led by the Spirit, ye are not under the law. 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. So, brothers and sisters, this, this battle is happening. The way you can tell throughout your day is a self-evaluation. This is a self-diagnosis. This is your dashboard on your car telling you that you need an oil change, that one of your tires is low, that you need to put gas in. Okay? These are your warning signs. This is what I need to look for if the flesh is having dominion over the spirit. It says adultery. Now we hear that one. We're like thinking, oh man, okay, good. I'm, I'm, not, I'm in the spirit because I'm not doing adultery. But let's not think about it only from a physical standpoint. Let's think about a spiritual adultery. Accepting. I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do this. Fornication. A sneeze, sorry. That was odd. <laughs> Thank you. Uncleansiness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. I like some of these. Some of them are very impactful when we say, Well, I'm not, I'm not doing witchcraft, I'm not into idolatry. But what's interesting about some of these is your definition. You know, there was one time in the church that there's, there's been times in, in youth I just remember, how long can you go without something? Yeah. My wife and I, we joke around with each other sometimes, we're like, who are you talking to? We're right. I'm right here. There's, you know, we're texters, and we'll say that to each other. It's to get our attention, amen. The lovebirds. What's the idolatry? What are we feeding? Is it work? Social media? Is it? Our emotions that we fall into traps and something not going right with an individual ruins our day, thought. We give more into that. We bow down to that than to God's power. We look at some of the ones that could be more common in our lives that we see, which is hatred. We find ourselves sometimes the flesh showing us that we still have Hate. How many of us have found out that we still have hate? Anger, still rooted issues. Variance, emulations, wrath, strife. Have you ever felt like you just want to argue with someone all the time? I don't know if Brother Lorenzo pointed at me or raised his hand. That was an odd one. Oh, he pointed at me. <laughs> Have you ever felt that? You're a little edgy? I, I, it'd be good to have honest people here. Brother Lorenzo was honest with me. You ever felt like that you just got, you're built up? Right? It's like, get that person some medicine, coffee, coffee. Hurry up, coffee. We keep on reading here. 
but we see strife, seditions, heresies, 21, envying, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen? So we see here that Paul, Paul is telling us, if these come out in your life, be aware that you are in the flesh. And what's good practice for us is to study to see what these could be in our life. And if they're in our life, to see how much dominance they have in it. Because if it's, in, if it's alive, it's being fed. And we keep on reading here, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit, now this is just so, it's, it's so contrary, right? It's like, it's maybe my voice to the way I'm changing it and reading it, but it seems like it lightens itself up as, why wouldn't we want to strive to walk in the spirit when there's so much benefit to it in our lives and those that we love, amen? But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Gentleness, goodness, faith. Now, let me just ask you a quick uh, question. On those, how many of those do we struggle with? How many of those are on life support? How many of those are not wanting to eat but you feed it? Feel that there's no hope for it. And better yet, I mean, get with someone that you love, that you trust, that you don't want having this conversation with and, and have a hard conversation and say, do you see any of these in me? The self-evaluation is so important in our lives. Do you see any of these? Am I struggling in these? Am I struggling in my walk in the spirit? Verse 23. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And almost, you know, when I used to hear that, and then I used to think like, well, then if there's no law, it's got to be impossible to have them all. I used to always think that. I used to think of that if I... Don't have to read the Bible as long as I'm doing these things. Because it's letting you know that it's attainable, it's possible, it's something that you have to work for. It's like people that begin a process start to see the results through the process. I just don't wake up and I'm a size 32 again. I'm a size 38 right now. I guarantee you if I wake up tomorrow, I'm a 38. 
But if I stay on a strict diet, a 32, my mom's mad at me right now. She can't believe I'm a 38. I sent her a cute picture of a baby, and it was like this. And it said on it, I could lose weight on top. But then at the bottom, it says, I hate to lose. My mom texts me back, and she goes, mijo, you've got to lose weight, mijo. It's good for you. She's nodding her head. It was just a joke, mom. Don't be so serious. Praise the Lord, amen. What we feed is what's going to grow. Verse 24. And they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us be desirous, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Brothers and sisters, for those that are crucified in Christ, don't walk in the flesh. So the first thing that we do every day, and we've heard this before, and it's nothing new, but the first routine that we must have is putting on Christ. How do we put on Christ in the mornings? What, 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 what's some, I'm interested in some examples of it because there's no wrong ones. I don't, have, I don't have the remedy for it, so I don't want everybody to think like I'm going to say, oh, no, I, this is it. How would you, what would you recommend putting on Christ? Anybody? Praying. Somebody else? Praising. Wow, Sister Ruby's on it. Anybody else? Meditating. Anybody else? Praying, praising, meditating. Pretty good ones. Thanking him. Part of praising him too, but thanking him. Amen. Because there's a difference between praise and thanks. Humbling ourselves to him, maybe. But I just humbling ourselves in general. Humbling ourselves. I mean, how many of you? Nobody wants to admit this one. I'm going to see who's going to, who's, who's, who's truthful on this. How many of you had an argument? with your lovely wife and I, I kiss her every single time I leave to work. I'm not going to kiss her today. Then you get that little text message later on. It's like, you didn't kiss me this morning. I remember that text message many years ago or days ago or this morning. But humbling yourself that's when you start to put on Christ. But more than anything, it's recognizing the mechanisms that the devil wants to use in your life. Devil, you were there yesterday. I'm putting on Christ, so I'm going to be vigilant and aware of things. Amen? So those are great examples of what will help us to put on Christ and to walk in the Spirit. So we see here the title of Be the Right Line, and we turn to 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded. Be vigilant. 
We just talked about it right now. I got to wake up. And, and, and some of us, sometimes our health issues affect us. Some of us, some of us, our health issues create the strife. How many of you justify your health issues to your strife? It ain't right. It ain't right. It ain't right. Rebuke that devil. It ain't right. You know what? I don't want to get to a person. I don't want to be a person that just use that. This is, the, this is why I was snappy. I'm sorry. I had a migraine. This is why I was snappy. My back hurts. Because if we're sober and we understand that the devil will use a mechanism, then guess what? That mechanism is going to stay there and be there until we overcome it. I don't want my kids, my, 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 my family to say, oh, you know, dad must not be feeling good because he was like this because of his back. My daughter's looking at my wife, looking for some guidance there, so we'll have to talk about that later. She seemed to be agreeing to some other things. Be sober at this moment. Be vigilant. There's two differences there in sober and being vigilant. Sober's clear, vigilant is sight. So be clear-sighted. Be looking. Be, be warned. Who just came in the door? Who's, who's sitting down? Who's Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So... Our enemy, which uses the mechanisms in our flesh to battle the spirit, is like a lion hoping that your spirit isn't being fed so it can devour the fruits of it. Oh, I hope. You don't feed love anymore. I hope you don't feed temperance anymore. I hope you forget the importance of these things. Because I'm going to enjoy eating it up. I'm going to enjoy killing it. All because you forgot to check on it. We know that God is, is for us. And if he's for us, who can be against us? If we turn to 2 Corinthians 10.4. 2 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Some of you, some of you don't know what to grab. Some of you don't know what, 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 what weapon I need to use in moments because these weapons that we physically think we could use are not the weapons that God created for us. And, and, And God's weapons, they pull down strongholds. You know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is something that's generational. Stronghold is 
something that I pass on to my kids. And God, if we understand, can destroy strongholds. You see, sometimes we don't understand the battle we have and and the power that we have to pass on idolatry, pass on lust, strife. We hear the the saying, right? You're a lot like your... Or you start to see it in them. We even say it to each other, your son. But yet, we find ourselves not understanding that the weapons that we're striving against, they're not cardinal, not flesh and blood. And so we got to look at what God gave us to destroy these strongholds. Amen. If we turn to Matthew 18. Verily I say unto you, whosoever ye shall bind on earth, whatsoever, I'm sorry, ye shall bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. What does that mean? Can somebody explain that to me? Huh? Anybody? Okay. Thank you, Sister Ruby, for being the only one that said something here. Everybody else is like, let's see what Sister Ruby says. So what he responds to it. God bless you, Sister, for saying that. Anyone else? Nobody else? And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So brothers and sisters, where two or three are gathered, what? The Lord's there. So so if we agree on something right here, if I'm with Brother Richard and, I, and Brother Richard and I are talking and, and, and we start talking spiritually here and we're like, you know what, bro, you know, we got to pray and, and people got to understand, you know, this, this, and, and we can feel God's anointing. That moment, there's going to be strongholds that are left here. There's going to be commitments that are going to get us to our end goal, to our end race. More than that, brothers and sisters, we start to think of generational curses. The only way that a generational curse will stop is if it's stopped at a point. I want my kids to have an opportunity to see Christ. I've got to strive to put on Christ. It's a fight, isn't it? It's a battle. Some of us, we, we, pick, we pick the day we want to put it on like we're picking clothes out of a closet. But we have power, this verse says, that God has given us power. 
he's given us power here. And the power that he gave us here can be reached to heavenly places. We have the power to identify the lion, the enemy in our life, to decide what lion we feed, the lion that defends us, or the lion that wants to devour us. How are you feeling today? Well, kind of messed up. How did your day start out? Oh, it was good. Where did it go wrong? I started feeding this resentment. I started feeding this sentiment. I started feeding this hopelessness. I started feeding reflection. I started reflecting on things that I can't change anymore. We read verse 19. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth, it's pretty, pretty powerful here on, uh, on, on unity. First of all, unity in marriage. If you're married, unity in marriage. If you're not married, the unity of the spirit, finding somebody with a spiritual connection, this is where, what, what, what is our surroundings, how important it is. Because if, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? So, so, so brothers and sisters, uh, if, if we're wanting this, then we strive to find what we're surrounded by to achieve this. Sometimes you can ask yourself, well, I've gone to this source every time and it hasn't happened. Maybe I need to change my source. Did, you, did we understand that? I, I go to, it says that if two of you shall agree, but these two that are agreeing are separate or aren't connected. So, I, I feel that God has blessed common sense. I got a degree from Harvard on common sense on my wall. And it's a very powerful one because um, it, 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 it's, it, it has a, a sense of discernment. And I found myself like, man, I'm not feeling well. I, I, I'm not feeling strong. I go through a checklist. Am I meditating in God enough? Am, am I worshiping God? Is there, is there sin? Is there, is there a lot of flesh involved in my life? Am I giving myself to something and not to God? And you find the, uh, the yuckiness there. Because we've all had high moments. We've all had high moments in our walk with God. Oh, man, praise God, brothers and sisters. I need to get up. I need to thank God for this. Prayers worked. We know what it is to be on the mountaintop. 
When we're on the valley, do we know how we got there? Do we know what happened? Touching anything shall ask, it shall be done. Verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, it's, it's, it's not going to only be the sense of faith has to interject with this. Faith has to interact with this. I experienced something, brothers and sisters, and, and to be honest with you, I'm the only one here left from this experience. Brother Lorenzo remembers that I don't think anybody else was even here. Brother Lorenzo remembers where James, Neto, and Stephen, we all used to sit up in the front row. Lorenzo hated us back then when we were brown nosers. You remember that when we went through that? Yeah, you do. And when we decided one night, we were sitting in the living room, in the dining, dining room. And we decided, you know what? We're going to support pastor. We're going to sit up in the front row and we're going to praise God. When he's hammering, we're going to agree, amen, pastor, preach it. And, and, and we're going to try to be that supporting cast. And, 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 it, was, and it was crazy because... Something overwhelming came over us. It was, it, it was something that, that faith took over and we started talking crazy. We started talking about believing that God can remove mountains that are of problems that are in our lives. It, it got to a point where we didn't want to leave that house. We felt that outside wasn't what was inside being talked about. And it all started with supporting the ministry. And, and, and it was crazy, brothers and sisters, because we were just saying like crazy stuff. I believe, you know, God, you know, has, you know, somebody's building a house for. We, we, we started getting in those kind of conversations too, right? You get into that, you know. I believe somebody's going to just give me a truck one day. It's crazy things that, during the conversation of many things. But you know how that, that night that it started is, is the night that I caught that fish. And we all, and it fed a lot of people. Um, the Jennifer and I caught that fish and it fed a lot of people. And we stayed afterwards just talking. But what was interesting about this whole process is I used to go fishing every morning, almost. I spent, pastor used to make fun of me. I spent a lot of money on equipment. Little Renee has no idea, but I know Abu Garcia personally. I know Bass Pro Shops before they became Bass Pro Shops. I used to fish every day. It was, it was, my wife will tell you. And I lost the desire to fish after I caught this you know, my wife and I caught this 25-pound uh, drumfish in the lake. Something got quenched in me. Didn't have a desire like I used to. But that night, fire started in, in conversations. And, and again, it, it could seem irrelevant. 
to those that aren't here, but to me, it still has relevance. To me, I knew it was real because it was real for me. I can't judge that evening because people aren't here anymore. I'm judging it because of the impact that it had on me. And my family. And how I saw things and I saw that, that how God works in mysterious ways. And we started with, again, the discussion of, of, of supporting. It was, a, it, was a, it was a time where, um, you know, we just decided that, you know, we, and it, it was uncharacteristic for, for some, of, some of the brothers. Some of the brothers, it was easy to say, amen, pastor, preach it. But some of them used to not do that. They were doing it. They would sit in the front row. They'd go, that's right, pastor. Amen. That's, that's for me. And we find ourselves sometimes in pastors here on, you know, second service and trying to get amens, hallelujahs, and, and we're struggling because we're feeding the wrong lion. And it's devouring us. It's killing us off. We turn to 1 Timothy 5, 8. read this one a few times and I believe that it's, it's has a double meaning to it but if any if any provide not for his own especially for those in his own house he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel so brothers and sisters if 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 we if we're not providing the spiritual guidance for what's in our home if we are not providing what is correct, what is the way to handle something, if we're not exposing ourselves and my child sees the worst of me, but sees me coming to God and sees me in the process of changing, some of us parents are afraid to have difficult conversations with our children and not let them see us. How can we ever mentor and be mentors and be there for them if they don't sometimes see struggle? More than that, are we providing the resolve? Yeah. Or do we become what God considers the Pharisee? Do as they say, not as they do. In, in the scripture, you know, we've heard about it and the importance of, and, and he's, he's guiding Timothy in, in the importance of taking care of the widow and allowing the family to do it first. But from the sense of, are we providing the core attributes to our household? Or are we just providing what, we still have left and the enemy hasn't devoured. We have more of a responsibility to look at what we don't have to offer and force ourselves to offer when we have that need of guidance there. There's some times that 
my son might see the struggle in me, but he's got to see the resolve. He doesn't see the resolve, then where's the hope? And, you know, for, for, for us to hold this at an infidel state, what that means, unfaithful, how does it say it in Spanish? Infiel. We've got to find ourselves, brothers and sisters, of, of looking and, 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 and examining. And it's not only for children, it's for spouses, it's for, 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 for you know, people that visit is for people that we talk to is it's 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 a constant of again when the battle is between flesh and spirit we've got to put on christ and own it we've talked about this a little bit in our prayer services it's beautiful when somebody stands up and says brothers and sisters you know uh, you know i'm battling the flesh and and i got these struggles that are going on and it's a battle it's a battle but you've identified the lion now stop feeding it. Guess what? It dies. And start feeding the Lion of Judah, the Defender, He who does nothing but good things for us. I have a plan, declares the Lord. Plan of peace. Grace. God, help us to see these things and understand these things. Amen. If we turn to Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you, I give unto you power. Oh, man, who's on a power trip tonight? Who's on a power trip? Some of you can't even get a position at work because you go on a power trip. Some of y'all laughing. I'm watching y'all. Who's laughing? <laughs> Sister Velma and I had a funny one. I was like, Velma, director of sales? Really? I'm the VP of sales. Velma has sent an email out, joking around, and that was the, the phone list or something like that. Like, really, Gabe? <laughs> power trip, right, Velma? I had a power trip. But... We hear here, we hear something here that we should have a power trip. We hear something here that should encourage us. Because look at the word of God says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by shall by nothing shall by any means hurt you. But yet. We give power to our enemy. We empower our enemy. Because we start to feed the flesh. And the traits of the flesh. When the power is ours. God gave us power over our enemy. So, so. So again, let's not get lazy. Let's look in the mirror. Let's look in the spiritual mirror and say, okay, God, what am I lacking here? 
well, you're still a little bit of this. You're still a little bit of that. Okay, I need to stop feeding that. How do I stop feeding that? It's that simple, brothers and sisters. If you stop feeding it, it dies. If you stop feeding praise, if you stop uh, feeding worship, if you stop feeding, or if you feed something too much, guess what? You don't have a desire to do what you needed to when you're here. If I gave too much worship, too much praise to my work, if I gave too much worship, too much praise to my family, if I gave too much worship, too much praise to, um, to idolatry, to myself, I come here with nothing. I don't feel like it. I don't want to say an amen. I don't want to agree to that. But when we start to agree to it, the strongholds start to let go. And we say, wow, that's, that's me. I blame it on so many different things. I've been diagnosed this. I've been diagnosed that. I got meds for this. I got meds for that. It's allergies. Brother Richard and I, we had a, we had a laugh this week. Brother Richard was like, oh, man. By the time he left my office, because we were back and forth, you know, we're having one of those moments that evening. It's like, brother, look, you, you look different from when you came in. Because there's power in this, brothers and sisters. We don't want to admit it because we think we got it figured out, but we're struggling in it. And there's power in the praise and the, and the, and the meditating and the putting on of Christ. We, we, we don't want to focus on it because it means that there's an effort that needs to be put there. But there's power. There's power. It's igniting something around us. We, we see in the Bible that the disciples, their shadows were healing people. There's power in this when you put on Christ and it's going to be different. And you're thinking about right now, when I start my day out tomorrow, even when I leave here right now at this moment, it's going to be different because I'm going to put on Christ. Some of us don't want to put on Christ because it means what Brother Carlos said, humbling ourselves. I want the attention. And we go to, we resort or revert to childish behavior. If I act out, people will pay attention to me. Really? I don't see any kids here. I don't see anybody that needs to do a tantrum here to, to get the lollipop. But yet, sometimes do this when God says put on Christ because you know what nobody paid attention to me so at moments those close to me dispersed when I was at the cross we've got to feed what's right and continue feeding it I, I, you know, I, I love, uh, and I remember when, when pastor said, you know, uh, you know, there's not love here, we're plant love. And guess what? Love, love will feed you. Amen. There's not hope here. We'll plant hope and hope's going to feed you. And guess what, brothers and sisters? It's going to feed some other people too around you because you'll be used by God. Guess what, brothers and sisters? It, 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 it has, it has double value into it because God, God wants to bless the fruits 
and the domino effect begins to happen in our walk with Christ. And, and, and people say, I, I, I'll have what uh, she's having. Oh, okay, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Well, I, I'll have what he's having. Okay, well, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Because I'm feeling like I'm not nourished in these things. Are you feeling malnourished? Are you feeling vexed? Are you feeling like Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah where it said he was vexed of his spirit because what was around him? Vexation is also a form of dehydration. Missing something. And yet, we have the source here in God. His promise is there, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter what moment you're at. He is there. He says, those that come to me will never thirst again. They will eat and not be hungry again. If they eat from his bread. And I love how pastor put it. Physically eat. His flesh. We get up with the intent, not that our stomach's growling and it's going to be nice at El Rancho. I said it all, burn it, huh? El Rancho. El Rancho. We start to think of what can I consume as my eyes opened up? What can I change? What can I make different? What lion am I feeding that will devour today? We turn to Isaiah 54, amen? I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 28, 7. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Praise God for that. So brothers and sisters, so our, our, our greatest enemy is ourselves, but sometimes, sometimes we don't realize that when we're walking in the spirit, that those that are devising against us, God is defeating for us. See, see, some of you don't get it yet because you don't, you know, you don't have an enemy that, that's right in front of your face and, and just like, scaring you. But God is taking care of those devising destruction around you. Hearts that are imagining horrible things, horrendous things against you. The power that we have to rest in our Lord and just thank him and say, God, thank you. Cause I don't know how many, how many enemies you've destroyed. I, I might not see the enemies that you've taken out Jesus, but I believe that you watch over me, that you as a roaring lion surround my house, surround my job, surround my family. You've done things, Jesus. God, help me to, to, to feed, feed the spirit, Jesus, to come here motivated, Jesus, to receive from you and not just, just, just to, to leave with the same outcome that I came in with, Jesus. I want to come with something 
want to come and receive something and, and, and take something with me this time. I come a lot and I don't take a lot with me. And flee before these seven ways. God, help me to see your strength and power. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Heritage. Heritage. We, we, brothers and sisters, we forget the power that we have and the God that we serve. Because, again, what's being fed is, is not nourishing us. We're into something too much that's making us lose this. If you're losing this hope, if you're losing this understanding, start to see what you're involved with. Start to see what you're giving your attention to. Because what you're giving your attention to is ruling you. Is it your heart that you're giving your attention to? It's ruling you. Is it family? Is it personal? It's ruling you. And we talked about last week that if, you're, if, you have an, if you don't have an unsurrendered mind, then guess what? You start to do foolish things and not even recognize that you're doing them. We see Jonah falling asleep as the boat was about to be destroyed. And yet, brothers and sisters, it's as simple as seeing, where is my state at? Where's my state of nutrition, spiritual nutrition right now? What have I given more to? Who can identify something tonight that they've given more to? Anybody? Nobody? Emotions? God bless Sister Gabby. Anybody else? Nobody else, huh? You guys are awesome. Como? Here? Anyone else? Those are good ones. Huh? TV. TV? Amen, sister. That's definitely one. There's, there's some great things that we've done in the past and challenges where we've cut something off and just say, I can show myself. Anything else? It doesn't have to be. What was that, Margie? iPhone? Amen. I got a fast one too, sister. It's a good one. It's the most, the latest multi-app. I told myself, I told myself a couple of days ago, I'm not going to open it. And it's funny. Listen to this. I skim to it. I see it. Oh, oh. I can open it. But it was awesome though. Because something was showing me unintentionally that it was taking me to that. Let's say it's the news app. 
And I just want to, you know, what, 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 what do I care on some of these things? If it's just getting me frustrated or something. So that's a good one. Anyone else? Huh? Pride? Amen. Anyone else? Relationships? You're too young. Anyone else? Those are all good ones. Anything else that's dominating your life? Doubt? Anger? Amen. I that one every day. I got I got that struggle. Doubt, too, isn't an important one until you start to see the power, power that we have when we put on Christ. Amen? There's power in that, brothers and sisters. Anything else? Worries. Worries? Amen. I can only imagine, brother, for you with your family, too, not being able to, and other stuff. We all have something, brother and sister. You know, around the youth, one time we were around a table, Amen? And we started talking about these things, and 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 I don't know if I don't know if Lorenzo was in that in that session, but everybody was shocked. Some of them even said, "Man, Lorenzo, I didn't even know you struggled with that. I never would have thought you struggled with that. You got both of your parents. You got this and that." And in their mind, they were saying this, but he had a struggle. He had a struggle that was relatable. And we hear these things all going around and you start to think, man, what Sister Margie just said, I'm struggling with that. And guess what? We start to be, have a selfless type of approach to things, thinking that I'm not, I'm the only one in church. This is why I'm not praising God. The, the, the struggle is real because malnutrition that sometimes we allow to take over with these things. And they're all things that we've all struggled at one time with. I tell you, I thank God for messages that I can reflect on that have been given in this ministry. I thank God for for moments that God inspired, you know, Pastor and Brother Lorenzo. God's given word. That I could go back to and say, man, that was a time that I needed to hear that. God knew what I needed. God knew that I was malnutrition, I had malnutrition and that I was dying spiritually. I was dying off until I realized that I was feeding the wrong lion. We turn to 2 Corinthians 10. Casting down imaginations and everything, everything that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Casting down imaginations. Now, some of the things that we mentioned are based off of imaginations. How many of us can agree to some of the things that we said? Amen. Some of them aren't imaginations and they're physical things that we talked about. Like I was talking about the phone. I was talking about 
but some of them are, 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 are fed by imaginations. You know, the emotional, the, the, the fear, worriness, doubt, or imagining something. I might not have anything. And it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against, against the knowledge of God and bringing, so we're casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity and bringing and bringing, bring it to me. It's coming to me, bringing into captivity every thought of the obedience of Christ. I got to put on Christ. I got to be obedient to the fruits of the spirit. I got to start feeding what's right. I just did a self-evaluation. This is why I feel this way. This is why I think this way. Because I'm feeding this too much. I'm starting to let the flesh have dominion over me because I'm feeding it too much. I'm looking around me and that's dictating how I live. We've contagiously given to each other at times spiritual sickness. But God is looking for chains to be broken. God is looking for, 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 for hope, for, for hope to, to ignite the fire. God is looking for examples for warriors, for, for people that will put themselves to the side and, and, and not care what everyone else is doing and will start to praise God, to worship God, to believe in God, to change for God. It doesn't require my family changing. It doesn't require my, my work to be different. It doesn't require these things for me to put on Christ, for me to feed the Spirit. I don't need things to be in order in my life to agree to God. I don't need my wife to agree with me. I don't need my children to agree with me. I need to agree with God. Be captive in the obedience with Christ. Can we ever reach those that we love if we have a hard time? Letting God's love reach us. Help us, God, to see how we lack in things that we're just not feeding. But if we start to feed them, oh, man, that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. Start preaching to these dry bones. What? 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 Start preaching to these, what what are you talking about? Jeremiah, preach to them. Preach to them. If you preach to them, you'll see them connect to each other and become a great army. God, help us to see the value in what seems dead. I don't know if I have the strength. Some of us, I say, I don't have the strength. I'm, I'm beaten, broken. All it takes a drop. All it takes a drop. All it takes, you know, is a mustard seed. All it takes is, is a little bit of 
it to, to restore some things. God, help us maintain it. First John 5, 4, I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Brothers and sisters, God spoke to us in things that Sometimes, again, we don't spiritually want to see in the mirror, but we understand that we're lacking things. We struggle sometimes to, to tell the doctor what's wrong, amen? Some of us are struggling saying something. They didn't want to say anything. God bless those of you that just put yourself out there and you're what, what I call, like myself, you hang your laundry out, outside. You don't care because guess what? Everything comes to light anyways. And God bless some of you that during prayer services, I've actually gotten text messages afterwards. Hey, I need prayer in this. That's a start. God wants to get us to a point where we have the courage and the love for each other that we expose some of these things acting like we act like nobody's seen it, but God is making it known in our joy, our lack of joy, lack of hope, lack of understanding. The slumber that we fall into that Jonah did. Why, why, did, why did you do that, brother? Why did you do that, sister? I don't know. Be sober-minded, be vigilant. Because we have an enemy out there, a lion that's wanting to devour. Stand up, brothers and sisters. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father, with this prayer. This prayer of wisdom, Jesus. We heard your word today, Lord. We, we examine, Lord, what, what has taken rule over us, dominion over us, Father. What we have fed more than our spirit, Jesus. We're grateful, Lord, for your mercy still. It still we still have an opportunity, Lord. We still have the freedom, freedom here to gather with each other, Lord Jesus. Our, our children are still in one piece, Lord. We know that there's hope, Lord. We're asking, Lord, for understanding, Lord, and how to to add to our faith power. Lord, give us grace, give us understanding today, Lord, that we start feeding and putting on your spirit, Lord, that you left here for us, Father, the spirit that you've given us, Lord, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, to guide us, Father, to know what's right, and to put away all these things that we were mentioned today, Lord. If pride is deceiving us, Lord, that, that it receives its final meal 
and dies. That it received its final meal, Lord, and, and what we remember it, and that it becomes an afterthought. Lord Jesus, we ask that all the struggles that we have, Father, that we come to you, Jesus, and just bless our families, Lord. Bless us, Lord, that we are we're leaving behind, Lord, broken curses, release strongholds. Help us, Lord, to see you, to be guided by you, Father. We're grateful for you, Jesus. We're grateful for you, Father. We don't say it enough, Lord. We don't, we don't show it enough, Lord, but that, that we leave here and we have a new intention, Lord, that we start to feed, Father. We start to feed what's right. Because we know, Lord, that you guard our homes, guard our lives, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this. Bless us, Lord, as we end the service, Jesus, and we ask, Lord, that you bless our lives, Lord, and bless all my brothers and sisters here this evening. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm going to ask.